If you're looking to buying a new home or selling your home, please go see Legacy Realty Group Remax Vantage and speak to Valdir Baptista Correa, real estate agent at 508-441-1628. His email is Realtor at gmail.com. His motto is your perfect home is out there. I can help you find it. That's Valdir Korea at 508 441 1628. You can buy a home or you can sell the one you have. But see this guy. Like he says, your perfect home is out there. I can help you find it. Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Perry, along with my co-host here, Marvin Speller, Coach M100. Um, this is definitely something we're going to try to do. We're going to try to do this on a bi-weekly uh, schedule, and um, and we're going to just kind of, we want everyone to kind of put their mental health as their priority, and I mean our mental health. And uh, this will be something that we're going to do bi-weekly. And um, there's a lot of experience here on this page, and there's a lot of experience out there. So please, 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 if you uh, want to get involved into this this segment, we will invite you to the live pro- bod- uh, podcast, and we can talk and, and, and share your story. Your story will definitely help someone else along with helping yourself. So without further ado, my man, my friends, my family, Marvin Speller, Coach M100. What's going on, man? How you doing, sir? Always good to see you. Always good to hear from you. And um, thank you for all you do. I'll start out with that. Um, Back at you, you man. Yeah. How's the wife doing now? Everyone's good. How about yours? You know what? She's not not doing too bad. Everybody's everybody's hanging in there, man. You know, um, probably the best we can do during the pandemic, right? We try to take a day at a time uh, along the way, and and enjoy what we can along the way to to kind of to make it through, right? Yes, yes. And uh, we were trying to start this just uh, just about a week ago, and we couldn't (laughs) only because of uh, the. the wrath of COVID got me, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and really, really, uh, slowed me down. 
that's the one thing that it did. It slowed me down and uh, made me very, very uncomfortable that the only thing that I could do was was sleep and uh, and try to get medicated. Um, the one thing that I really wanted to do that would help me was drink water. Okay. And I couldn't. It was so difficult. So, oh, so man. difficult. And uh, it, it, it was like my throat was closing and, um, but I just couldn't drink and it was so dry and it really, really hurt. Um, so, um, just, just my own body fluids trying to, uh, you know, swallow it, 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 it was really complicated. So anyways, I'm back in action back with this, this, um, this podcast, because anytime I'm with you, I'm doing anything on this podcast. It's really, it's, it's that much more special for me because I know how much you're going to teach and, and, and teach the listeners and the viewers. And, and, uh, it's a great conversation that always leads to something else or me looking into something else. And, uh, you're an educational, um, man, inspiration actually. And, um, I just like listening to you because you always leave something there before we go. Well, thank you for that, Charlie. And, uh, you know, I, I look forward to today. There's so much to unpack and to get started that um, we definitely can't cover it all in one segment. So um, true. I, just like you, hope folks will come on in and just chat. Yeah. And I want to throw out a disclaimer. Uh, we're not doctors. We're not therapists. We're, we're just a couple guys coming together and opening up a forum for people to chat and an opportunity for people maybe if it's something where i just need someone to talk to we're here for you and i I think sometimes if you can just start there solutions come from it we don't have all the answers but what we do have is a great intention was to come forward and try to help people um you can no longer look at these situations of mental health as a one-off or maybe someone has a I guarantee during this pandemic, we, we all have been faced with it, whether it's anxiety, yes. depression, not feeling our best, or just something that's feeling like we're stuck in the mud, stuck in the cement, and we can't move forward. So it's an opportunity for us to kind of uh, unpack, un- unpack it and then just constantly just move forward. But, Charlie, I think about the first thing we should probably start out with is where are we at today? What What is our up to now? Our up to now is, is kind of a grim picture. And and I really think it's important to always talk about where you're at in order to go where you need to go or, or at least take the necessary steps along the way. Um, exactly. anxiety, anxiety is up like almost 40% during the pandemic. Um, you know, I can, <laughs> you know, what they call it is unintentional injuries. So when you look at depression, depression has jumped from like seven to like 7% pre-pandemic to like 40%. And I'm really thinking, and they really probably looked at this from an anecdotal standpoint. I'm thinking the numbers are probably much, much larger. Um, and then when you throw on top of that, it's, it, it's kind of a trickle down effect. And, and it's mostly uh, afflicting the younger generation. So I was looking at some stats, right? Yeah, put them down. Suicides is the second leading cause of death 
for people who are ages 10 to 34. Number no. two. Number two, right? No. You can think about so many other things that are happening, right? Um, and we see, we have seen that a lot, right? We've seen yes. this, Charlie, in the community we're talking about. We're talking about suicide, suicides here. We're talking about inadequate mental health out there as well. I gave a stat before on your show, Charlie. So you look at you look at Los Angeles County, which is Los Angeles and the surrounding area. So you, you're looking at um, probably about 11, 12 million people. And, and you look at 60, 70,000 people on the streets. There's this one pocket of, um, this one pocket just south of LA. It's just right near downtown. It's called Skid Row. You ever heard mm -hmm. of Skid Row, Charlie? Yes, I have. Um, you know, we did a clothing drive with one of the schools recently that I worked with the learning experience. And we, we dropped off like 55 bags of clothes. But, um, you know, there's a stigma out there with the homeless population. And <laughs> there's people down at luck. They need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and all this other stuff that that's said out there. Now, I would say the times we've been down there, and I talked to somebody who used to go down there every weekend. You're looking at 80, 90% of the people that are down there have struggles with mental health. And when you think about the people that are on the streets, I'm in the streets every day. My wife and I, this is what we do. We're out in the streets there every day. And, and I have to tell you, I can't think of someone that I've met recently that was on the streets that didn't have a severe mental illness. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, and that's why I said, I think it's very important to kind of talk about uh, up to now, what's out there now, what's happening now. Now, let's take that. How many of you all know people that are struggling with mental health? And, you know, over the years, Charlie, it was kind of one of these things that was a taboo thing and you can kind of go stick it in a closet somewhere. Yeah. Well, the closet's over full now and it's bleeding out into the rest of, to, of society. And we all know someone who's been afflicted by mental health. We all have really, 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 really seen it up close and personal. We all have. So true. The, uh, the one thing I, I like, especially, you know, since the time that we've grown up until now, is that, you know, you talk about putting it in the closet. Now it becomes a little bit more open. Mm -hmm. But we're still not satisfied, you know, because we still know there's this these hidden these hidden stories or these uh you know, these uh closed discussions, you know, because people want to talk about it but they don't, you know, and uh yep, that's part of the problem. And so I'm I'm so happy I'm I'm happy that we're getting it out there. But yeah. like you said in the opening, you had talked about you know it's it's here. It's the first thing we can do is is talk about it and discuss it. And, um, yeah, yeah. It's a Charlie. It's one of these things where you really don't want to say anything. I mean, really, and, and you think about yourself. How many people do you know personally? That would say, you know what, Charlie, I'm feeling depressed. Mm -hmm. Charlie, I'm not feeling my best today. 
Charlie, I feel like this. Charlie, I feel like that. Marvin, I feel like this. Marvin, I feel. You rarely hear that because there's a stigma. Was like, well, people, the stigma out there will just push on through. You got sure. this. It's it's these things, and sometimes trying to look at the inverted way of what people are saying things is not an adequate solution to solve the problems that we have for mental health. It's way more deeper than that than to tell somebody, okay, suck it up, keep mm -hmm. it moving, you got it. Because sometimes these things, the trauma, right? The trauma is so heavy and so overwhelming that you just can't just suck it up. You just can't move forward. Yeah, it becomes I'll give uh, an example. Yeah, go ahead. It it becomes uh, uh overwhelming and 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 it, it it's overwhelming just by the thought of it, you know, and 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 people don't realize that now it's it's mentally which then kind of affects your physical ability only because your mental ability is just not allow you to do many other things physically. So but um you know it, it's it's that thought, you know, if you're constantly thinking about it, it's going to overwhelm you. It's going to yep. overwhelm you. So that's why discussions are very, very important. So you right. can get that burden off of your, your, your thought process. All right. Go ahead, Marvin. I'm set. You know, um, I, I was going to say, um, so so let's take a, let, let's talk in plain language here. Yep. PTSD, right? You hear that a lot with veterans. They've been over in the war zone and um, you know, they've dealt with so much of that trauma and they, they're having a hard time coping. Right? Yes. We are, are affected by many forms of PTSD. It could be loss of job. And I could speak from the standpoint of the younger generation. I was stuck at home for so long, right? My life is turned upside down. And how do I move forward? Mm -hmm. You know, whether I never go to Charlie, another amusement park or anything else, it didn't concern me up to the point of the pandemic because I've been to those things, right? But when you yes. think about how your life changes and how you're not back to normal, those things affect your mind. Dude. And the way our psyche works, the way our brain works is that you can have so you, you can only have so many forms of trauma that go undressed, unaddressed. And then so from that point, you start to head into this thing of, of a mental illness. And you compound that with a poor diet. Wow. And then a lot of times you can't shake yourself out of it without an intervention. And I would never come on here and tell people what to do. But that yeah. could be therapy, that could be medication, it could be a whole bunch of things, right? Well, a lot of times the first step is just raising your hand, Charlie. So true. Right? If you are aware of that. But you would hope you have a support group around you. Somebody that, hey, you know what? Are you doing okay? And, and, and with that being said, I just want to let you know, everyone that's out there listening and viewing this podcast, if you want to get invited to this podcast, this live podcast, and have an, a discussion, have a discussion with us, or just kind of share your story. You know, part of it is, is most of it is just sharing your story. And, um, you, you know, 
So feel free, if you want to get invited to this podcast, let us know, and I will send you the invite, um, and then get you on with Marvin and I, and, and, and just have you tell your story. Um, this comment here says, the past year was a struggle for me. I never, dealt with, I never dealt with depression until recently, maybe because of the pandemic, and just life forces, grief, mainly. Mm-hmm. I am, and, and I hear you. I feel that. The um, comment before that is that, you know, that the black community never addressed this before. Um, it was because I think you mentioned taboo, you know, and it was. It was yeah. one of those taboo things, you know, and uh, you just didn't want it. You know, you didn't want it to be part of your family or title within your family, you know. <clears throat> Um, or even the person themselves, they didn't want anybody to um, label them as uh, as mentally uh, challenged or disabled or, or, or uh, you know deficient. You know, they just they just didn't want it. They didn't want it at all. You know, and um, you know, just because it's mental health, it doesn't mean that there's a deficiency. Yep. it's it's a it's a cry for help. You know, and you may yep. need help. Um, and so once you explain it or identify that you need the help, you know, everything else probably will get a whole lot better for you once you identify that or someone else helps you identify it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of these things where I, I think to continue to unpack this and, and draw a light on this is <laughs> just that how, how do we stigmatize this in certain communities? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because no one wants to be labeled. I could be feeling like crap that day and I need to express it. Somebody's going to call me crazy. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Or in the family, it's like, Hey, you know, so-and-so they kind of crazy. Yep. We all have heard this. We all mm-hmm. have heard this, but you have people who are out here crying for help or don't want to raise their hand to get help because there's a stigma and, and, and I want to go a little sideways with this real quick, Charlie. Sure. So I think overall, we talked about the stats. We talked about anxiety, suicides, mental illness. And, and let's, just, let's just have a, a narrow focus quickly into um, the black community. And when it comes to mental health, there are not enough resources out there. There are not enough people willing to help. There's also a, a lot where... Um, people of color are misdiagnosed by doctors mm-hmm. um, and, 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 and there needs to be more done. You have a population here in, in Los Angeles of 10 million people. So you've got 1 million that are people of color, right? Now, they make up, so that's 10%, right? So they make up 40% of the homeless population. Charlie, here, here's the thing. It, it's one of these things where you can't keep sticking this under the rug, man. And so we're talking about just this city. You're talking about collectively. People of color, I don't care where you come from, people of color are misdiagnosed and undertreated. And this is the true pandemic right now, people. This mental illness thing is a true pandemic. We've seen it up close and live. And I'm telling you, the numbers are getting worse. Look over the past couple of years, the suicides, the mental illness, people diagnosed with certain things, 
by the medical community. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, it's one thing to get diagnosed, but it's another thing to get it treated. Right? Um, there are therapists out there, right? Um, they're overwhelmed, right? They're just coaches like myself. There's just so much stuff out there, Charlie. And a lot of people won't go, won't go get help, won't get support, right? And, sure. and that is when we continue to unpack this, right? And just to show everybody, we're just, we're unpacking this now to really kind of get people to come forward. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about solutions. But you have to talk about the problem to solve the problem. You have to go there and you have to rip this Band-Aid off this thing like now. And you have to be able to um, really let, let know what's out there. True. We've, we've seen family members that are struggling. Guess what we try to do? We try to avoid them out of fear. There's not enough resources out there to help the family members and, and also the people who are afflicted by these um, diseases. I've gone through this myself, man. So I'm talking about from firsthand experience, Charlie. And it, it's, uh, you know, it's, we, we go through so much and, um, <clears throat> and we never believe that things like this are a priority. Um, um, only because of, of, like you said, cultural, you know, it's just, this kind of you just want to get away from it or, or try to mm -hmm. think of some uh man I'm, I'm just a lack of a word um man let's just use band-aid you talked about that earlier we put band-aids on a lot of things mm -hmm. and mental health is something we're always trying to find some kind of band-aid to put on it instead of addressing it um yeah. but what i want to do is um just so everyone doesn't you know, you and I going back and forth with different conversation. I just want to address some of these comments here, not address them, but just verbally announce them only to let everyone out there know that we are, we are paying attention to you. Um, it isn't, I come from a family of Cape Verdean therapists and my late mother and, and both of my sisters, it was never addressed, you know, so that pretty much goes back what you're talking about, you know, with the, you know, it doesn't matter who you, who you are, you know, but the minority communities are going through it and have been going through it. Mm -hmm. um, but as a whole, as a whole, as a society, we all are going through it. Um, but like you said, the misdiagnosis um, that you and I have seen firsthand, you know, mm -hmm. within our communities, our families and stuff like that. So, um, says thank you for all the work that you do. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you. We appreciate it. Um, and the stigma is if I ask for mental health, everyone thinks that I'm crazy. Yep. Which is which, which is a point that you had just said. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Once services, uh, <laughs> no, uh, a couple more. Homelessness is a holistic approach. So true. Um, and to press people, it's a must to talk. Exactly. Hmm. Um, yeah. And just a few more, Melvin. Yeah. That's um, okay. I love it. This is good afternoon, gentlemen. Tapping in on your views regarding being kinder humans as men in a violent world. And, and 
that starts with everybody, really. You know, and yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. Yeah, um, imagine that, Charlie. Yep. Someone says, I mean, it is a stigma, which it is. It, um, so true. And this last comment here is I'm going to say this. The problem is just go to church, just pray with God. This does not work. Religion has never benefited black community. It's an Eurocentric ideal that was put in place to keep the seat. Oh, and, and, and you know what? There's a conversation. It's a conversation. I, I, I you know, agree to disagree, but I'm, I'm going to tell you that, um, you know what? <clears throat> we all have different beliefs. We have different things. But the main thing is mental health, and that's what we're talking about. Um, and, and just because someone has a faith of, of believing that this was a, something that will help them, guess what? Then let them do it. It's part of it. There's, there's, uh, we all have to try to, um, find something to have the discussion. The main thing is having a discussion. So if the, if, if religion or, or any other, means of uh, faith is going to is bring up that conversation then so be it let's talk mm. about it because regardless of uh of what you believe in I, I just think that um the main thing is having a conversation mm. um charlie can well, i can i speak on that real quick sure um i've always been under the mindset um whatever you do that makes you feel better Right, because there's many different religions out here, right? Mm -hmm. Or ways of thinking at it. Some people do um, ancestor worship and all that. I'm I'm all for whatever you can use at the moment to get you to a better place of anything at that moment. So I I respect the fact that people are using that as a as a means to help themselves out. I think there's a level of accountability there where. You look at people who are in these religious institutions, you know, since since we're pulling, since we're looking at this in a real approach, they probably have to do more to recognize certain things. Mm -hmm. If someone is struggling big time and, and, and they really appear that way, perhaps along with praying, they, they could be steered in other directions, right? Maybe yes. we take this person out to eat, maybe we talk to them, maybe we spend time. But let's use these organizations for what they were intended to be, which is fellowship. And with the fellowship, there's an opportunity to clearly be aware of what's happening, right? This exactly. person is struggling. Okay, we, 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 we have all these people together. We, we, we brought people and we invited them to church or synagogue or mosque. And let, let's bring them together and really take this point. Someone's struggling. And let's get them the proper resources and help. I agree. 100 Love it. Um, someone had made a made a comment. I would love to chat on this subject. Um, well, I have the invite, and I definitely um, can invite you to this this um, this live forum here. Um, but I, and like I said, I would have to uh, you know send this invite to you, um, whether it's through an email or through Facebook or Messenger. Um, but I definitely have the invite here. Um, and let's see here. 
think what I can do, Marvin, is put this invite to StreamYard right in the comment section. Okay. And uh, should be able to add someone to the screen. Um, all right. Michael Samuel says, acknowledging the stigma which is attached to mental health culturally requires a serious discussion within this country. I agree. I agree. Thumbs up. That's what we've been talking about. That's a big thumbs up, right? Thumbs and, up, uh, brother. Yeah. And, and honestly, listen, Charlie, yep. in the past, I looked at mental health differently. I was really afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I really think that we all have our biases towards mental health, right? So I, I love that comment. I think that comment was, was right on time. Perfect. It was. Um, Sharon says, uh, you are never too young or too old, rich or poor, to be depressed. So true. Yes. Yeah. You, you can have all of that that you just mentioned. You know, you mm-hmm. can be young or old, you can be rich or poor. You know what? And people perceive you as having everything in the world or not having mm-hmm. anything at all. But the bottom line is, um, you know, you can you can be depressed in a Rolls Royce or you can be depressed sitting on the curb down the street. You know? Yeah. Um, let's see. It says mask off. Um, which I, I think what you're saying, Sharon, is is. You know where where there's a um, where a sunshine smile like this doesn't mean that someone's happy. You know. <laughs> yeah, maybe happy for in the moment. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, maybe happy. I mean, or if you're self-aware, because a lot of people who have mental illness are now self-aware what they're either doing or what's going on. Exactly. You know, you you could meet somebody and they've just the nastiest person in the world. Or the meanness, and sometimes really is not personal. It's really mm-hmm. the journey of what they're going through, right? Yes. I mean, you got to think about. It. We have our own filters out here. We walk into society, and we're just taking in everything, right? But a lot of times, we we look around and we observe what's around us, and we become a part of that. So yeah. someone's not being that nice because they just having a crappy day or a crappy life, and they bring that to you. Next thing you know. You know, you've taken on that energy. And then you got two people that like that. You you start spreading and it becomes it be it really goes viral. Um now that I think we've really unpacked this, Charlie. Yes. I, I really want to kind of start to talk about support. So let's go into support for a little bit. Oh, so, so there's two lanes I want to talk about that, right? I want to talk about your own self-aware support. And I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, um, people who are uh, afflicted and struggle with mental illness, sometimes they're not self-aware to do the necessary things to pull themselves out of it, right? So I'm debunking, I'm debunking the statement, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It doesn't always work. Sometimes maybe, but if someone's going through something big time, it doesn't work. And, and, and you know, we, we've all seen it. Yeah. It's just like the person that we see on the streets and the homeless. No one would want to live in that condition. And I'd exactly. take anybody down Skid Row with me and I'd say, okay, well, let's spend an hour down here and tell me what you think. 
Mm-hmm. Could, I, and, and, you know, who would want to live here, right? So when you start thinking about, so, so you, you, you've got that level of, you, you're sometimes not self-aware. Now, if you are self-aware, right, or you don't want to get to a certain situation, potentially, right, there's things you can do, right? Yes. The one thing I would always say is, um, what kind of relationship do you have with yourself? Charlie, I've mentioned that to you before. What kind of relationship, right? What, what do you do for yourself? Do you really even love yourself, right? That could be a whole segment, Charlie, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's critically important, right? When you start to go down the path of whether you're self-aware, what kind of love, what kind of love do you have for yourself, right? Could be something simple. Are you your harshest critic, right? Most we cases, all yeah. have things, right, Charlie? I keep saying we all. I am my harshest critic. I get compliments from people, and I tell you, it just rolls off of me because it's not always as believable, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Are you somebody that's out here and, and you're you're your um, harshest critic? Are you somebody that that does certain things, right? And I'm working to continue to be in love with myself. Right. Not from a narcissistic standpoint, but really just giving myself that high five every day. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I, I do things. And I do things for myself, you know, and it doesn't have to mean a God here and buy 80 inch TV. Of course, that'd be nice. Right. You, it could you be know, something you, simple. You, you, you do have one in a man cave somewhere. I know you. No, I don't. You know what? I, I, I don't think I would ever do a man cave because I can. <laughs> I try to get that man cave wherever I'm at. Right. Mm-hmm. But Charlie, it could be sim- something simple as like I'm sitting down and I'm drawing, I'm drawing a cup of tea, right? And it's the best tea ever. And a lot of times, what happens is Charlie, we're so absent from now. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think about right now, right now is your best friend, Charlie. Nothing's happening to you right now. Sometimes we're so far off in the future or the past. We all do it, right? But right now, sometimes we can just be a little bit easier on ourselves, right? We're very, very hard on ourselves, man. And so those moments where you can just sit back and sometimes just do something that brings you joy. Now, joy is a cumulative effect, right? Mm -hmm. Now, when you have joy as a cumulative effect, it's something that you got to bring into practice, right? I don't want to go too deep into this, but really what it starts to do is rewire your brain. Once you are in a state of joy for yourself, it's not going to change your life. Life is real. Yes. Okay? But sometimes your own reality is your outlook. Your outlook on how you view things, how you view the world. And it could be something simple as, each day, I'm going to take five minutes and I'm going to do something for myself. For me, Charlie, it's the tea. I've got about 10 other things, right? Mm-hmm. But there is no one way and path forward with this, right? You can just start today, right? What kind of language do you have to yourself? How do you view yourself? And then, what are you doing every day for yourself? cannot expect someone to bridge the gap on you if you haven't done the work yourself. If you are 
self-aware. Okay? Remember, I'm talking about the, the ones that are self-aware, not the ones who have are afflicted by a mental illness and they're not self-aware of what's happening. You can't go to them and like, okay, well, pull yourself up by your bootstrap. You can do better and all that. No, it doesn't work that way. I'm talking mm -hmm. about the I'm talking about the, the people who every day, what do you what do you what do you kind of do for yourself? What do you do to make yourself happy? Like to me, Charlie, it's this podcast, you know, this is okay. this is what helps me. Well, it helps you, know? you, right? This is great. Mm -hmm. So so you see you get this little buzz and joy right before you get on this, right? Yes. That's yes, what I'm saying, Charlie. It's that joy, right? And I, I saw that I saw that the joy come over your face when you talked about the podcast, right? How many of us have things that we can think about that we do that bring us joy and a smile, the little things, right? Yes. We don't have to make this thing very, very complicated, right? Self-care, self-love, all those little things, right? It, it could be going for a walk, right? Maybe when it's a little bit warm on the East Coast, right? <laughs> but but we're we're fortunate out here to really have this this weather. If you're self-aware, you don't want to get in a situation where you're constantly being overwhelmed because you turn on the TV, right? What do you see? Despair. No one's going to bring that for you, but you, right? How many times you get laughs a day, Charlie? Yeah, we well, the uh, <laughs> you you would. You were talking about the TV, but how many commercials in in between? Well, within an hour, it's talking about medication. Yeah, some soothing medication. Some some right. Something and, uh, soothing medication versus doing things that you can be aware of, self aware. Right. Mm -hmm. I just gave you one. Just grab some tea. Right. Grab yep. your favorite. Grab your favorite beverage. Right. Do that. Right. Hell, do you even do this every day? Walk by the mirror, look at yourself in admiration, mm -hmm. and give the mirror a high five. That's it. Right? That's it, man. Look at yourself, right? Like, what, what, what kind of story is going through your mind, right? I know when I first started doing it, my story wasn't a good one, right, Charlie? My story was like, oh, you, you got this, you got this imperfection, and I started going down this whole list of all the things I am when I started, when I first started looking just a simple mirror exercise, right? But I started trying to do things every day, Charlie, right? Like I said, we all suffer from some level of depression. Do we not do anything and get the, the depression to a certain point where it's really afflicting us, where we can't really help ourselves, right? Being easy with ourselves. And also, Charlie, being easy with others, man. True. Someone mentioned that in the beginning, right? There's yeah, just the whole yeah. kindness thing. Kindness, right? Being kind and joyous to one another, right? I'm going to actually uh, I'll bring that back up here. The was good after... Afternoon, gentlemen, <laughs> tapping into your views regarding being kind of humans as men in a violent world. And and just being kind, I, I, you know, hello, goodbye, you know. I try to do that at work, you know, I'm working and, and you know, the simple thing that I do is just saying hello. Yeah. Good morning. Hello. It, mm -hmm. It's, it's, and that's hard for some people to do. And I'm like, you know, you say hello, and then they're giving you a look, like you know, they, they, 
eyebrows arched. Like, what do you mean? Why are you talking to me today? Because it's a greeting. It's a kind of greeting. Hello. Yeah. You know. They made me. No one's. No one's. No one's probably ever done this for them. Mm -hmm. You know. Sometimes it's that. I think about the kindness person. My wife. Every time she's out on the streets, she's always connecting with people, and it's like you can tell. It brings them joy, and a lot of times I see this, and these people are like, "Wow, you just made me feel important." Yep. Right. So you got a comedy, uh, <clears throat> uh, medication commercials, and watching the Celtics. Well, you know, well that's Celtics. enough to that's enough to kill me right there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I stopped <laughs> watching them. I've been. I've been watching the national basketball games, you know, and uh, it was so nice to watch uh, the Bulls and the and the Bucks play yesterday. And you know what? I had no axe. I had nothing. I had no kind of favoritism. I didn't care who won or lost. I just want to see some good, good, good basketball, you know. And um, well, Charlie, I got a team for you, brother. Who's that? The Lakers. Listen, hey, they, you know what? I think their timing came up. Perfect <laughs> timing. They got to play with the Orlando Magic, and uh, you know maybe things will change. Um, right. And uh, I, if you, if you look at that team, mm-hmm. and you know what, and just like I'm looking at the Celtics, but it's a little bit worse when you when you're at LA and you're looking at that team and you're saying why, no, no. Why? Why is it? Why is it happening? It it shouldn't happen like that. Um, and in some cases, when I'm watching the Lakers, I said, "Well, put, Le- <laughs> put LeBron on there, put LeBron on the court, mm-hmm. and four other people, four other different people, put him on the court, and guess what? That may be a little bit more entertaining game, or fun game, or or something like that. You know." But it never happens. It uh, it seems like they NBA, you know, they just uh. Well, anyways, I want to get off that because you know I, I want to stick with what we're talking about. Um, and and when it comes to mental health, guess what? <coughs> TV and and things that you follow, whether it's sports programs, people get tied up on 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 programs like reality programs. Uh, whatever a TV show and and they get into it and get involved into it. Mm-hmm. And it may have a little psyche or a little uh, damage on your mental health. So, um, and, absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah. When you think about the, the days go by where we are intentionally steered and potentially us being steered, we're not being steered in, in a way, um, <laughs> That's beneficial to society, right? Yes. I mean, just give me one instance where something came on TV and hope you feel your best today. It's a commercial, someone trying to sell something, right? Yeah. But the the genuine thing of, you know, wanting people to just to be better and feel better, right? And that's one of the reasons why we're coming on here every couple weeks. And collectively, we can do this, right? Mm -hmm. Collectively. We can have people come in and share stories, and we don't have all the answers. And we started that with that disclosure. 
We're just here to learn and take our experience to support people. And our intentions is to really take this thing on a bigger scale. Because I personally, I'm tired of looking up and this is growing. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of looking up and there's suicide. I'm tired of seeing this stuff. But you know what I'm most tired of? The talk that something needs to be done Mm -hmm. and it's not being done. So if while we continue to take this thing and and, and put our good intentions to help people, we, we will continue to do this because the time of the talk is over. Mm-hmm. Really, seriously, Charlie. And honestly, especially after last year and watching some of the catastrophes happen um, and, and watching things unfold the way they have, I'm tired of sitting back and um, just waiting for someone to do something as opposed to doing something. And I, and I thank you so much for like, let's do it, man. Mm-hmm. Let's just get on and just talk to people. Hopefully people will come forward and chat or be inspired to go out here and talk to people or inspired to just be better for themselves. Right. And, um, um, it, uh, there is a friend of mine and I don't know if she's listening, but um, it's Leah. And Lee is out there, and uh, you know, Leah, if you're listening to this, please, you know, mm-hmm. between either today or uh, you know, uh, or maybe you know, on the next show, you know, it's a bi weekly show. Leah, come on, you and I talked about a story that you have, and uh, it's got a lot to do with mental health. And uh, I would like you to tell your story on this and have a conversation. And I know your story is going to be a pretty lengthy story. However, what it does is that it, it, it's a conversation and it has someone's ear or someone's attention. I want you to come on here and, uh, and tell your story. Hmm. That's great. And you know what, Charlie, it may <coughs> take 10, it may take 10 shows for people to come on and that's mm-hmm. okay. Cause we're, we're, we're going to keep on going at it. And honestly, we will continue to turn this into a, a safe place for people to come on and be inspired to do better for themselves and others and, you know, get the necessary resources and all and and just learn and grow us together. Because the thing I'll go back to what I was talking about, the reality is this. The reality is that we are the ones that's going to save us, not someone else. Mm-hmm. And it it takes work, it takes time. Things happen over time. You know, I could go ahead and say I want to run a marathon, right? Yeah. But it takes time, right? It takes time. Sure does. <clears throat> uh, would love to be on with both of you. No one wants to talk about mental health pertaining to domestic violence, which is imperative, as we are seeing the highest statistics at. 36 mm-hmm. percent in california alone yeah and uh, and that that's a big state and a big number so yeah uh, and and believe it or not some states that are a whole lot smaller than numbers are a whole lot higher um uh, yeah that's uh, a big home, one charlie 
Yeah. Domestic violence has skyrocketed up along with suicide. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's kind of one of those things, right? Where you have people who have gone down this path of not being the best version of themselves. And people around them have stayed silent. Whether it's from a mental health standpoint or a domestic violence standpoint, right? Yes. You know, someone's not being treated well, but a lot of times when it comes to things like this, we're probably a little too silent, Charlie. And silence is not, it's not helpful any longer. And I I would say collectively, if people can make a vow, it's like silence when you see someone that needs help or going through mental health, try to support them. And let's talk about that from a standpoint, Charlie. We were talking about before. For the for the people who are afflicted by mental illness, um, the caregivers need support. Mm-hmm. Right? And it could be like, hey, how's it going with so-and-so, right? And the support around them, just giving the awareness around, hey, how are you? I have a friend that, that asks me all the time, hey, how's so-and-so? How's so-and-so doing? How's... And I'm like, I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool that you care enough to ask the question, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't cost anything. Just ask the question, how is so-and-so doing? Right? And always, well, did, <coughs> one thing I want to add to it is that when you're, um, <coughs> you know, when you, when it comes to the, when it comes to this matter and, and of domestic violence and, and you see something and you want to, you kind of want to reach out, mm-hmm. just deal with that person one-on-one privately privately deal with them one-on-one talk to them it may be what they need mm-hmm. um and and leave it at that right now you know um too many people what they do is they have a conversation with someone and then they involve someone else and that may not be the person that may not be the thing that that victim or that 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 is needs right now <laughs> What you should do is try to have a conversation um, first because they just need to vent maybe at some point. Um, but they don't need to vent to you and three other people. They may mm. need to vent just to you. So you know, people have to understand that. Yeah, it's kind of that thing. That's my own personal opinion and the way I deal with things. Right. I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, I think domestic violence is right up there with mental illness where it's known and it's not really dealt with. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm I'm from the mindset there's never any reason for any type of violence, right? And, and while someone's dealing with that from a perspective, it, it's never okay. And it's one of those things where it just can't happen. True. And 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 so here we go unpacking this thing, uh, mental health, mental health that bleeds into that, bleeds into suicides, just like a suicide can never happen, right? Because mm-hmm. you lose someone that you love. It's just kind of one of the same things, right? Yeah. Um, look at Regina Bell. She just lost her son. You know. Yeah. And then we talked about rich and poor, and here it is. There's someone very rich, and uh, and her son is is actually 
in the same category, pretty much, you know, mom's going to take care of her son, but look, he, something happened and we mm-hmm. may not know, you know, till later on what actually happened, but you know, it affected him that he, at a young age, you talked about the age bracket, you know, 10 to, what was it? 34, you said? Uh, 10 to 35. Yeah. 10 to 34. Yep. 10 to 30. Okay. So he was, I believe 26 years old. You know, hmm. awful experience and uh you know, you know i wish wish to i don't know I, I don't know if there's any any recovery for a mom losing a son but um no you know, uh, please please uh you know, i wish her the best um the uh you know what i hope that um we do get these conversations on it, Marvin, because you know how it is. It, it, you know, we can, we have that ear, we have that ear, we have the, you know, the, the intellect to, to help someone out or at least be there for them, be yeah. that ear for them. And I would like to have that conversation with someone on here and, um, and, and just to explain and, and, and just talk about it. It can be a lot of issues. From homelessness, homelessness, to 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 work, whatever it may be, I just want you all to come on this podcast and speak to myself and Marvin, um, and share your story with the people that are out there listening. Um, it's very very important, and uh, it would only it would only gra- it would only actually help what we're trying to do here. Um, just trying to read this comment before I put it up. This is why we wanted to write, we're going to lift you up. It's about mental health and Charlie Perry. Thank you for all that you have done in this, this song to send this message. I thank you too, you know, and um, there's a rhyme and reason for everything that you, you all do, you know, you do as an artist, um, and there's always something behind it. There's a there's an essential meaning between the song that you're singing, the song that you're writing, the song that you're producing, and uh, it's pretty much like why I write. And there's always something behind it. Anything that I write, um, and uh, so love that comment. And yeah, it's a great comment. Love that song. Yeah. And, uh, Maybe one time we're before the show, we're going to actually attach that song to this podcast and, and let everyone hear mm. it for a little bit, you know? You know, that would be great. Yeah, that'd be great, Charlie. <clears throat> suicide is devastating, but juvenile suicide has no words. And, and can we talk about that? Juvenile yeah. suicide? Yeah, we saw it last year, which is absolutely devastating, especially yes. in my opinion to the Cape Verde community. And I'm getting this from my wife um, based on it was one of her family members. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know how I was affected. And um, I mean, you talk about our future, man, 10 to 34. I mean, you, 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 you talk about the future and I only I only want to go down this path for a little bit, right? You talk about I talked about it earlier. 
misdiagnosis, lack of true support and help from the medical field, not from the family side, but from the medical mm-hmm. field. And a lot of times it starts there, right? And this is this is what I was saying before. You know, there needs to be some level of accountability um, in the medical field. There's got to be some level. There's got to be – now, accountability is not always about the drastic ways, right? Accountability sometimes is just asking the questions. And it could be started with why. What did yeah. you see? What did you do? What was the diagnosis looking like? What kind of treatment did you offer? And what was the follow-up? Those are simple things to ask a question, man. And and again, I'm telling you this from a standpoint, I've dealt with the so-called professionals in the medical field, right? A lot of them are great. Let's go there. A lot of them do really a great job. They're understaffed. They're underfunded. And some, some of them, it's a paycheck, right? And I think to move the needle with that, there's got to be a level of accountability. But mainly just sticking with this whole thing of suicide, man, I... <sighs> when I think about my wife's family member, I, it's just no words, man. And it's like, it's, it's no words. And it's been so many. And a, a lot of times we may see it, but we may not know how to support and help. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying before, we don't have all the answers. But we do have questions, though, right? I think sometimes it starts with questions. Sometimes it starts with raising your hand. Hey, I, I need help. Sometimes there's a there's a, a shame part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Charlie, you and I hung out every day, and I knew you had a, a a mental illness, right? I wouldn't feel comfortable going around telling people Charlie's afflicted by this. But on top of that, you may not want anybody to know. Because that may be an, a, a shame and pain point on you. Mm-hmm. And it, it could actually uh, could stop anything that, that, you know, we have together as a relationship, you know. Who are you to say anything? Everybody I speak to about this decides that they want to broadcast it all over the place. And here you are. You're not. You're just the same. You just did that to me again. You know, it kind of sets that person back, you know, and say, who can I trust? Why am I continuing to talk about mental health and what I'm going through? And the people I'm talking to keep announcing it to everybody else that I really don't want to, you know, know about it. Or I just, I'm comfortable talking to you. I didn't want to talk to everybody else. Right. And Charlie, you think about you, you, you and I. Uh, past a certain age, right? That threshold, right? Mm-hmm. So when you think about that, and the older you get, sometimes you care less about shame. That hey, the world takes me to where I am, right? But when you're younger, there's a stigma, right? It's like I don't want so and so to know. I don't want to be labeled, right? And so if I'm labeled, I'm gonna lose out on opportunities, friends, family, etc., right? Mm-hmm. Those are things that go through um, a younger person's mentality, that 10 to 34, right? And you're sitting here wondering why it's number two for deaths. 
right? Yeah, it's amazing. Because all those things come up, and they be like, oh, oh, no way. And you become over overwhelmed. Next thing you know, you go commit suicide, right? These are the things. Yeah, they, uh, it's, 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 could exacerbate the problem, which I agree, which would, and, um, the, uh, let me see. I mean, we covered a lot. We unpacked some things, and, um, as, as you say, and, um, I, I want to, I want to try to figure out how we can get another person to this podcast on a, on a weekly, on a bi-weekly basis. want to constantly have someone else in there that we can interact with and that someone can, you know, tell their story. So I'm going to continue to reach out to some people and see if they're comfortable getting on here and talking to us. So, Let me ask you this question. Um, for are, are you able to bring people on live while you're on it, or do they have? Yeah. Because what we can do <clears throat> is open it up. Yeah. Right. The last half hour, we can do that bi-weekly. Hey, the links there. If you want to come in and just chat with us, feel free to. We'd love to hear from you. And like I said, Charlie, it. You know, I think over time we continue to make a safe space, and I think people will come on to do that. And exactly. it may be somebody unannounced because they're hearing something we say and it resonates with them. They're like, you know what? I need to come on right now and talk to them. Before we go, Charlie, can I give you a couple numbers I like to share with everyone for now? And as always, I like to leave people with things um, that can help them. I gave a couple things to do to really start this journey of falling in love with yourself. But we should always have a couple numbers on hand. Um, one is the um, suicide prevention hotline. Okay. Let me, let me type that in the comments. Okay. Uh, 1-800. One second. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Two seven three. Two seven three. Eight two five five. Two five five. One. Right. You have something else? Yeah. Um disaster distress helpline. Let me know when you're ready. Disaster, stress, helpline. Helpline, yes. Uh, 1-800. 1-800. 
So when's the next time you want to you want to sit on it? You know, when's the next time you want to come on? Oh yeah, within two weeks for sure. Okay. All right. Yep. Same probably, day. Yeah, probably the same day. Or, or we'll talk early in that week. But um, yeah. Um, this is exciting to try to help people out, and I'm 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 beyond excited about that. And I really think this is a great kickoff, Charlie. Thank you for providing a platform, and thank you for um, allowing me to be a co-host. Anytime, man. Anytime we uh, we can. This is something I love doing, and uh, and when it comes to you with you joining me, it even makes it that much better. Um, so yeah, I'm going to look forward to every two weeks with you and I, um, <clears throat> so your comment is you all are awesome men. First round draft picks, my husband and my cousin. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So, thank you so agree. much. And we thank agree. you. Um, thank you for everybody. And you know what, what we can always do. Everybody's invited to come on and, you know, I'd love to get this thing so big, Charlie, we got to do this all the time. Right. Yeah, because we're we're our intentions are out here to help solve a problem. Exactly. Um, but I'm going to continue. I ain't getting rid of this podcast. I'm going to continue to be on the air. And as long as I'm on the air, I know that I will always offer this this discussion every two weeks until Marvin Speller says I can't do it. You know and which no, won't happen. So I got you, brother. That's um yeah. that's what we gotta do. You know, we we talked about this for a while and like I said, mm-hmm. it's it's far past the time that we're tired of waiting for things to happen and, and we have to be proactive and make things happen and, and this is what we're gonna do. We don't know how it's gonna unfold, but you know what? Our intentions are in the right place to make a difference and, and really make a, a giant impact on the lives of many or just open doorways and door paths for people and we will be successful, Charlie. There is a mutual friend of ours, um, Anika. Um, I know she talked about this subject um, way back when. And, uh, you know, hopefully she hears about this and we can get her on here um, because she had a lot of intellect and and some discussion. So hopefully uh, she's out there listening to us and maybe uh, in two weeks she gets on here with us. Yeah, and I also I, I want to get the people who who just randomly come on and I need someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. I maybe need something rapid rapid to get me going. And that could be the one difference, the one thing that make a makes a difference in someone's lives. So true. Charlie, our intentions are to really capture those people as well. Get these people who just need someone just to talk to. I don't care if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, something offline, but we want to capture the people so we can prevent some of the things we've seen. That's right. And I can send a link every time, every time we're on, I can send you all a link and we can, we can have you on here. Um, It's just a matter of sending it through an email or through Facebook messenger and we can definitely get you on here. Okay. All right. So, my brother, please, you need me, you give me a call. Always. And, uh, Matter of fact, I'm going to call you in a few minutes, Charlie. Okay. We'll have fun recap. with that. All right. All right. And Much actually, love we, everybody. All right. 
Thank you, everyone, for joining us on the Really Charlie podcast. And we want to make your mental health a priority. Myself and Coach M100, my man, Marvin Speller, life coach, plenty, plenty experience. His bio is too long for me to read or we're going to go into another hour. All right. <laughs> Please continue. Continue to come on. And we'll be back in two weeks. Um, and I will share a post um, when that date is. And, uh, enjoy. I hope hopefully this was uh, beneficial to you and everyone else. All right. Love you, brother. Stay great. Love you too, man. I'll wait for your call. Okay. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining me on the Really Charlie podcast. Love you. And this gentleman here, Marvin Speller, he is tops in my book. Top shelf, first round draft pick. He's definitely someone that you all need to listen to and talk to. All right. So we're going to do this every two weeks. And uh, and I got several, several podcasts coming up in the future. So just trying to confirm some dates with some people. And uh, I'm going to continue to bring this podcast back to you on a weekly basis uh once or twice during the week and when you have an opportunity please join me and russell ramus on wmb1 radio that's wmb1radio.com and please join us as we serve you r&b music on the rocks chilled music with chilled hosts where you get to listen to the music you love the most that's at WMB1 Radio. All right, everyone. I'm going to leave you with my beautiful intro done by Lionel Peter Walker. And um, I love this. This intro was definitely done by him. And uh, it definitely makes my day when I do hear it. And I'm going to end this podcast with it again. All right, everyone. God bless. Take care. It's the really Charlie podcast. Yeah, it's the really Charlie podcast. Yo, yo, it's the really Charlie podcast. Bumping to your broadcast. Grab a chair, fill your glass. Yeah, it's the really Charlie podcast. Yo, it's the really Charlie podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's the really Charlie podcast. Bumping to your broadcast. Grab a chair, fill your glass. You are listening to WMB1 Radio, your urban music link from the secret city. Your hosts, Charlie Perry and Russell Raymond, serving you R&B music on the rocks. Chilled music with chilled hosts, where you get to listen to the music you love the most on WMB1 Radio. <laughs>